What up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for riding with us. I'm AJ. I'm Jane. And I'm Brittany. Well, look who is not late today. Hmm. Look, look, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, I, you let me in. Just remember, you let me in. I mean, I have no choice. I was wearing a t-shirt. What I was I going to do, send you home for the, what, fourth of the day? <laughs> but I came. It wasn't my day. fault. It wasn't my fault I wrote down the wrong time. I should really work on my penmanship. Kind of shitty. Oh, damn. <laughs> we are moving on with July's theme click. Every movie this month includes an iconic friend group that everyone secretly wants to be a part of. Continuing with our third movie of the month, we are taking a ride on 1987's The Lost Boys. And let me tell y'all something. I was so ready to turn John A out. But then I found out Brittany ain't never seen it too. So hopefully I can turn both of these bitches out because I can't wait. But first, this freaking movie just got snatched off of every freaking platform. Now, Janae ass is always able to find some shit because she got a fucking Roku. Then, first of all, let's just rewind because it was on Netflix. It was like on two other, I feel like it was on HBO Max and it was somewhere else. We all get on there snatched. I said, now hold up. Cause then it even told me that it was on Showtime. That's why I told y'all it was on Showtime. Yeah, and I went on there, I'm like, dickity. Britney hooked me up. Thank you, girl. I went on there. I said, oh. Access denied. Now, hold up. <laughs> so, um, if you don't own this one, if you don't got the hookup like Nay, you're going to have to rent this bitch or you're going to have oh, to baby. buy it. I had to rent it yesterday. Oh, Three, yeah. Because I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm still not home. Okay. So. And as we speak, I got 18 hours left. <laughs> I might run this back again. Just... I already watch watched it, it twice. But yeah, I might have to rent it back just to, no, I'm kidding. The rental price is like super fucking cheap. It ain't that serious. Yeah, it was like $3.99. Yeah, it ain't $3.99 plus tax. That's mm-hmm. all survivors. Don't buy the movie though, because it's kind of, it's hot. So yeah, movie. I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's worth it. But also, I'm like, I can find this definitely for another price elsewhere. And I'd rather have a physical copy than a digital copy anyway. So, agree. Mm-hmm. You could probably get it for like five dollars on Amazon because strangely enough, when you look for the movies, Amazon will have it and they'll have like for five dollars or some shit mm-hmm. the version that that has the DVD code. Yeah. Let's go right ahead and get into. Park recommendations. Okay, so look, here's the thing. I was not sure if Britney was gonna name one of my movies, even though I always go first. So I'm gonna have Britney go first because I just want to see if we was on the same page. Was we feeling each other? And if not, then I'll just say both of mine. So Britney, you go first. Okay, my recommendation is gonna be 2006's The Covenant. Because you can ogle, you can ogle these motherfucking men. I don't really like looking at the Lost Boys, man. They weren't my type. But motherfuckers in The Covenant, Oh, we probably gonna have smoke for a couple parts of this movie. Just wanna let you know. I'm just like the Goonies. Be a little controversial, it's not my fault. But 
you should see the covenant. It's worth the watch. Don't worry about the plot. You're not watching it for the plot. You're watching it for the plot, if that makes sense. It's for the characters. They look great. Look at them. They don't have their shirt on. A lot of the movie. It's great. Great. Well, we were not on the same page, and we're probably not going to be on the same page for the rest of this <laughs> podcast. Well, actually, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, <laughs> I am going to any mini miny mode this bitch. And I'm going to give you my recommendation, even though one of them I feel like has popped up before. But I'll say, any, any, money, 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 talk about it, so if you have a little bit, any, any, money, money. Okay, my recommendation is 2014's What We Do in the Shadows. Because it's just a funny-ass vampire movie. And this movie that we're talking about today, yes, it is horror, but it's not the first, but it's one of the earlier ones to introduce comedy into the horror vibe. And the studios definitely didn't think it was gonna work. We'll talk about that later, but they was proven wrong and I'm getting a yes in a little second. But survivors, if you have any park recommendations that fit today's ride, let us know on our Twitter. I first watched this movie, Quarantine. That was my first, it was early quarantine too. I seen it on was it Tubi? I think it was Tubi. And I'm just going to let y'all know right now. The first time I watched it, I was like, how have I gone this long not seeing this movie? It was one of those that I would hear, like the, no offense, the old head horror fans exclaim about. And sometimes, even though I do like older movies, I'd be like, y'all be hyping some of these movies up. So I don't know about this one. But I went ahead and watched it. And I instantly, I was like, oh, I get it now. I understand. And then I remember not even like maybe two weeks later, our friends over at A Nightmare on Fear Street hosted a clubhouse room where they watched The Lost Boys. And one of my friends, Christine, she watched it for the first time and she don't watch horror movies. And this movie turned her out. And this is why Brittany needs to understand that these vampires are the sexy ones. Yes. Um. <laughs> I don't know about them being a sexy one. I thought it was one thick bitch in this house. It's two. It's Thank both you of so y'all. It's both of y'all. I mean, really, I'm only capping for one of them out the group. I'm gonna be very, very honest. I'm only actually, I'm capping for one and a halfy. And which one is that? We can get there when we get there. Dang. I don't, I don't know which one she's talking about. Cause um, the one that might have looked okay, he almost okay at a distance. Cause when the camera got close to that face, I was like, ooh. Cause I did have a little note that was like, oh, he looks good. And then when I seen him close, I was like, oh my god, what the fuck was wrong with me? Them camera angles are a motherfucker. Cause um, well. he. Is well. This movie was directed by the late Joel Schumacher. And when he was asked to do the film, you know, he was just, well, when he was asked why he wanted to do this film, he was just like, vampires are hot. They're like the only erotic monsters that we got out there. Do you think Frankenstein is hot? That's a weird um, reasoning. I mean, let's be real. Y'all, and I know you two especially, y'all be on some vampire dick, so don't even do that. I, I do like vampires, but again, that still sounds very weird to say. <laughs> Does that not sound weird to say? No, it doesn't. Yep. 
you know what? Say it again real slow and then just hear how it sounds when it comes out. Try it. They're the only erotic monsters. Y'all act like niggas out here don't get boners for Jason and Freddie and Michaels and want to hop on their knives. I mean, if they out here wanting some waterlogged skin, that's on them. Um, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, yuck your yum. Whatever floats your boat, it don't float mine. Mine sank in the ocean like the Titanic. Even it's when enough. we did House of Wax, John, they remember I was telling you about all them fanfics, about all them people that wanted to, the Vinton brothers. Still weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop changing my body. It's still weird. I, mean, I can't say nothing because I. it's still a no. No for me. Before we move on from the producer, did you know that Richard Donner almost produced it, but he passed? Yeah, I was actually about to mention that. He was actually supposed to direct it, but he didn't. I'm sorry, direct, not produce. Yeah. But, well, technically you're right because he is the producer of the movie. So you are right, technically. And once he passed on directing, they was going to throw it to Mary Lambert, who we know from Pet Cemetery. But she, of course, as she always does, and I'm not knocking her, I'd be for her. She wanted to go in a different direction. And they was like, oh, never mind. We're not going to do that. We'll just, we'll put you on hold, sis. So originally, <laughs> I know. I'm like, why y'all be doing her like that? Because I really wanted to see what she was going to do with Pet Cemetery too, And I'm still mad about that. But y'all can listen to the Pet Cemetery episode if y'all want to hear more about that. But anyway. Originally, let me tell you about something Warner Bros. did that kind of pissed me off a little bit. This movie had a budget of $20 million, but the studio hated the casting and snatched the bag and only left them with $8.5 million. I can see that. No That's hella rude. No wonder they had all them taxidermy <laughs> pets. They didn't have the budget for them. What the taxidermy is? <laughs> you. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're cheap-ass actors. They're paid actors, okay? <laughs> you can't you can't pay dead things. Even though that dog did shine. The dog really was a highlight when he was going off to get some old pooter. Hey, yo, I... <laughs> we gonna talk about that later, because I was like... Okay, Widow Johnson, that's sweet. Okay, girl, I see you. Well... This was written by the late Janice Fisher and James Jeremias. For whatever reason, Peter Pan was like hot, y'all. We all grew up in the era, well, our era of Disney Peter Pan. But for some reason, Peter Pan was like a trend. There were hella reimaginings that never went into production except for Hook. We've all seen Hook, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was, I was looking at you, Brittany. I was like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> But anyway, the two writers, they basically took the central theme of Peter Pan, like a loose adaptation, and made that the central theme of the Lost Boys. So then, before Richard Donner really passed on it, they was like, okay, we're going to model this after the Goonies, because you just did that. You making all of this bank, so basically that's what we're going to do. So in a way, they originally wanted this to be with 13-year-olds, like the vampires are gonna be 13. This is gonna be a full rated G movie for kids. And I'm glad they didn't do that. Like the Frog Brothers were gonna be some little chubby eight-year-old Cub Scouts that defeated these 13-year-old vampires. It, You know what? 
it probably would have gave, and this is not similar at all, but have you guys seen uh, The Little Vampire with Jonathan Lipnicki mm-hmm. on Disney Channel? I do love that movie. We should cover it for our kids whenever we do it. But I absolutely love that movie. But I feel like it would have been something like that. But um, I want to say they brought in uh, Jeffrey Bone to like redo the script because they was like, no, we not. That's not about the flag. We need to make these kids older. Let's just appeal to the teens. That's what's hot right now. A Nightmare on Nail Street just came out. All these slashers are coming out. These teens are getting fucked up. Let's focus on them, which I feel like was a really good idea. What do y'all think? I wouldn't have wanted to watch this movie if it would have been a teen movie. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Not a teen movie, a kid movie. You're like, gee, how the fuck are you gonna slay vampires and be a kid? The motherfuckers was dying in oddly satisfying gross ways. I would, that, what the fuck were they gonna do? Turn into sea phone? Like the Little Mermaid? Or nothing? I mean, well, apparently Disney didn't let it happen, so they thought that was dark. I would have loved to see that. Our main cast consists of Jason Patrick as Michael Emerson. Um, first of all, y'all wanna take a guess of how many times the name Michael is said in this movie? 118. You looked at the IMDb. <laughs> But um, also, they wanted him from the jump, but they basically had to beg him to do it. And the craziest thing about it is it wasn't like he was this big actor at the time. He was like, no, I don't want to do this. This sounds like an exploitation film. I'm like, sir, how are you going to be picky? You're not even nobody for real, for real at this point. But um, eventually, after like 20,000 meetings, they got him to do it. So then you got the late Corey Haim as Sam Emerson. Diane West as Lucy Emerson, Bernard Hughes as Grandpa, rest in peace to him, the late Edward Herman as Max. Originally, they wanted Fred Gwynn for this role. Do you remember who Fred Gwynn is, Johnny? Mm-mm. He is mm-hmm. also from Pet Cemetery. He's Jude. Um. And I'm just like, I actually probably would have liked I just like Fred Gwynn, so I think he would have done well in this role, but I think Edward Herman does an amazing job as Max as well. You have Kiefer Sutherland as David. I hear that Jim Carrey was considered for this role, but this would have been a whole different movie if it was Jim Carrey. I don't think it would have been horror at all. (laughs) And I know he previously played a vampire in Once Bitten, which pops up in this movie, but I just... I don't see, and apparently Ben Stiller was also like placed to be somebody in this movie. I don't know who, but if I could I take a guess, if I could take a guess, I would think Michael, cause that's who he looks more like. But I'm like, that can't be true. Cause they wanted James Patrick from the jump. So, or Jason Patrick, excuse me, from the jump. So I'm like, mm, I don't know. You have Jamie Gertz as star. Corey Feldman as Edgar Frog. This is his third appearance in the park. If you go back, you can catch him in our Gremlins episode and in last week's episode with the Goonies. Um, his ass almost wasn't in the movie. Let me tell you something, this is very sad. Yeah. We just did Goonies last week. And like we said, Goonies was 1985. This is 1987. I don't know exactly when this started, but apparently on the first day of filming, this dude came in high as a fucking kite off of the white shit. 
And Joel was like, no, we're not doing this. You fired. And I guess that must have hurt him so bad that he was like, um, I'm going to clean my act up. I'm going to get it together. And he got rehired. She said, the late Brooke McCarter as Paul, Billy Worth as Dwayne, who is a model and it shows and y'all out here hating. Because that's the one. Okay. And that's fine. Y'all can hate all you want to. Wait, which one? Dwayne, dark hair, the one that always got the look every time he on screen. He just looked like a model. Shark bait, hoo ha ha, because he was not good looking. He was, he was, she, and I will fight you, you tooth and nail. Looks as, Ashley, looks are subjective. I don't right care. Now, yours, are, yours are really subjective. I don't care. I'm not the only one that thinks so. Y'all the weirdos out here, mister. Um, Alex Winter as Marco. I mean, he just had nice hair. He had a nice face. He had a nice chest, nice abs, tall, dark, handsome. We like it. Um, what do we do? That's fine if you don't. Not my cup of tea. I'm not, I'm not here to convince y'all. Just know when the survivors come at y'all, I tried. Um, Alex Winter as Marco, who you all may recognize from Bill and Ted. Chance Michael Corbett as Laddie Thompson, Tim Capello as the sexy sax man who was also Tina Anime Bullock Turner's saxophonist. That's probably where you know him from. And Kelly Joe Mentor as Maria. Now, you two are probably like, who the fuck is that? At home, we know Kelly Joe Mentor in these horror streets from A Nightmare on Elm Street, from People Under the Stairs, and a few other horror movies that she's dominated. However, the problem is they cut all her damn scenes. And if you guys wanna see her deleted scenes, y'all know they in the show notes down below. Also, if you have the 2004 Lost Boys DVD release, you can see all those uh, deleted scenes and they're not grainy like the ones in the show notes on there. But I think I watched them and I, she's still in the movie. She just doesn't, she barely has any lines. I think she literally has one line. And if you don't know who that is, you're not gonna notice who it is. But I think they cut her scenes because a lot of her lines would have gave away the end of the movie. So that's why I think they cut them. Not too sure, but that's what it seems like for me watching the scenes. Mm -hmm. The filming began on June 2nd, 1986. So yeah, this was not too far off of the Goonies and ended on June 23rd, 1986 after 21 days of filming. What the fuck? Oh my God. The movie taking place in Santa Cruz where, you know, it's now called Santa Carla, was once plagued with the reputation of being the murder capital of the world in real life. Because of the series of brutal murders by three different, just crazy ass men in the 70s, I really don't want to mention their names. Y'all can go in the show notes. It's all down there. It's a little document. Y'all can get all that info. But they was running a fucking muck, killing like hella people over a 30 month span between 1970 and 1973. It was just, it was wild. Every year, actually one of the names, I've heard of one of these names before. And I was like, damn, that was you. That's crazy. Every year at the landmark of Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, the film is screened just like how Goonies is on a release date every year as a free summer movie series. Beachgoers, you know, they could come enjoy. But the crazy part is Santa Cruz, you fake. And I'm gonna tell you why you fake. Because they wanted to just use the Santa Cruz name, right? 
And what happened was Santa Cruz was like, um, we don't want to be known as the murder capital. We know we are the murder capital, but we don't want y'all telling people that because we're trying to get business here. But then the movie does good and y'all want to air it every year. That's fake. That's phony to me. I mean, it generally be like that. But a lot of things. I just feel like that's tacky and I hate it, honestly. <laughs> well, everything else, as you all know, will be included in our movie review. And without further ado, we can go right ahead and get into the Q-Line. Step in line. Your number is near. Follow the signs. Your time is here. This week, everyone has a vampire. They should be for Halloween this year. And we're going to find out what ours is. Survivors, you can always play along with us as we go. The link is provided in the show notes. Or if you want to play later, either way, let us know what your results were on Twitter or down in the DMs. Let's get started. Pick the best part about being a vampire. Immortality, seduction powers, the nightlife, or shape-shifting? Um, for me, it's in between immortality and the nightlife. But I don't want to be here forever. But I just like the fact that I won't get old. Mm, I'm going to go with the nightlife. I think that's a good choice. So listen, if I do, I'm immortality while I look the same forever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just checking. You know, some shit. Age. What we do in the shadows, I'm going to fuck out. Um, well, that's be, wasn't that because that's when they turned, though? I hope you wasn't that ugly. You, you stay that. the same age you were. When you that be that turn. Yeah, I'm just checking. Checking. Continuity. Okay. Um. Seduction powers doesn't like you would really get though. Y'all know me. I'm scared of my own demise. Um, fame. I want to live forever. So I'm going to say immortality. Pick the worst part about being a vampire. Drinking blood. Avoiding garlic. Avoiding church. Or watching your human friends die. Um, I like garlic. Garlic is very healthy for me. I don't see you drinking blood. Yeah, me too. Because, I mean, honestly, watching your human friends die, they could join you if they want. Like, if you was really good friends with me, like, hey, you want to come on with me? We could be friends forever. Or not, in my case. Um, So that one's not really that big of a deal for me. They could just join. I'd give everybody the option that I was cool with. Like, hey, you want to be a vampire? Yes? No? Maybe so? <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to be... I mean, I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I think I'm going to pick avoiding church. Am I in church every Sunday? No, I'm not. However, I am going to call my sky daddy when I need it. And I be needing it. So I'm going to say that one. I mean, just because you call me doesn't mean I'm in church. Like, I mean, I just think you just can't go inside the church. Well, I pressed the button. <laughs> <laughs> like it's something about being on holy ground and oh, against the rules. I see, I see. You know, it's just like, you know, sometimes I just, I gotta call on the sky daddy because 
somebody gotta listen to these inner thoughts um pick a decade 1980s 1990s 2010s 1890s that thing 1990s i feel like i might be getting strung up any day of the time all right i'm gonna go up with the 1990s too you know what? Yeah, I was about to say they don't they didn't really allow us in the other time, especially like the eighteen nineties. We really was gonna be hung up. Our mortality hey, was about the to last be long. Fear in this bitch. Well no, that was sixteen sixty six actually, so never mind, but still. Same thing though, we was gonna be hooked. Mm-hmm. Um the eighties was a vibe, but again they really didn't like me as much because of um, we didn't them extras, they just threw them in there. We know we wouldn't have been walking on a goddamn boardwalk nineteen ninety. Pick a costume preference. Couple, solo, group, simple. These options are terrible. I, I guess so. Really I mean, I don't do couple costumes. Group costumes are rare. Uh, who does simple? A lot of folks. Right. It's a I mean, it just seems like there should be more options. I guess these are the four groups you can group yourself into, but couldn't we have put like intricate? I mean, like, if you do a solo, use your imagination. If you're doing a solo, which I'm picking, if you did a solo outfit, you got free reign to do whatever you want to do. Even in the couple outfit, the group outfit, the only one you wouldn't have, I would imagine, is the simple one. But like, if you did a group costume, it just depends on the dedication of the group. Like, if we wanted to be the fucking Powerpuff Girls, I feel like we could kill that if we wanted to in a really badass way if we wanted to. If I told BJ that I want to be um, Wanda and Vision, Guess what my man gonna do? He gonna paint his face burgundy with a little yellow diamond in the middle of his head because he down. So. Oh my God, not you trying to make him a little Uzi bird. Don't do <laughs> Now I'm Brittany. I can't stand, shut up, first of all. <laughs> I can't stand you. For survivors that don't know who that is, please press pause. Go to your Googles and type in L-I-L space U-Z-I space V-E-R-T. Now, majority of y'all probably already know who that is and you're cackling right along with us. But if you don't, just go humor yourself real quick. Wow, you tried us. But anyway, my point is... You the one who said the diamond, not me. He would do it, though. He would do it. And he would go 100% if I asked him to. DJ, you is a good man. Sure. Really mm-hmm. That's my honey. Out here looking like Lil Uzi. That's fine. We're going to be cute too. We could be JT and Lil Uzi if we wanted to. I would never do that, but we could. If anything, I see y'all killing that Cardi B Migos outfit that I seen at Halloween this past year. Hey, now look. He, I'm <laughs> telling you, no, BJ be with the shits when it comes to Halloween costumes. Like, we said this year we would do a couple one, but he be with it. Like, if I give him an idea, he'll do it. So, he be down. But I'm going to pick solo, though, because at the end of the day, I be having 20 different things I want to do in the first place. And, you know, That's might as well do too, it on ain't relying on nobody. We see what happens when you try to go on hoop trips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, damn. Yeah, I'm doing solo, um, cause my dear, dear Jose would never do a fucking couple outfit with me ever in his life. 
actually correction never in mind because once if i was gone he ain't gonna do it with nobody else um no he not for that he don't really like any holiday i need to pick another thing <laughs> pick a song oh first of all i am excited Sympathy for the Devil by Guns N' Roses, Rock the Vote by Our Angel, Aaliyah, Bad Romance by Lady Gaga, Flightless Bird, American Mouth by Iron and Wine. Y'all already know what I'm gonna pick. Y'all know. recognize two of these. The only one I don't know is uh, Iron and Wine, but I know the other three. But y'all already know what I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick my Heavenly Angel, Aaliyah. And I'm probably gonna get fast checked, but you know what? Shit, I do not care. We not denying that. All right, I'm going with bad romance. Hit me too. I got sympathy for the devil confused with symphony for the devil, and I had to go listen to it to make sure that that wasn't the same song. And I was like, okay, is this it? But uh, I should know the difference between sympathy and symphony. Um, so no, that song is not what I thought it was because I was about to fucking pick it because I fucking love that song. Um, so bad romance is all for me because the other ones besides rock the boat, but I just don't think that'd be my song. Pick a genre: horror, comedy, romance, or action. Y'all know damn well I don't watch none of this other stuff unless it's from the '90s or something like that. So I'm gonna pick horror. Mm. I want to go with comedy. <laughs> it's horror over here, Kathy. <laughs> Pick a, a Halloween staple. Candy, movies, costumes, or parties. Costumes. Duh. Yeah, I'm like parties. I mean, not parties. I'm like costumes. Because I can, like, I do, I, I love a good party. But, you know. I'm picking costumes. So I could have a great time. Pick a treat. A blood cake, a bloody finger cupcake, a blood burger, or a bloody bloody Mary. I am not a fan of bloody Marys. But to be fair, one of my teammates and I had no idea what we were doing at the Bloody Mary bar and we were just mixing shit. And if we no. Pegboard. Ain't no pegboard. You got to pick one. I have not heard. We have not brought that up in a long time. <laughs> we have not brought that up. I'm surprised I even like remembered that. We have not said that in a minute. <laughs> I'm going to go with the bloody finger cupcake. I like that one too. Don't ask me why, but I just feel like I hope the finger's edible. It's probably not, but yeah. And then if you think about it, we all going with the cupcake? If you think about it, because the way I eat cupcakes, I separate it in half and flip it over to make it like a sandwich. You got the finger in the middle to kind of hold it. She said blood cake. Oh, she said blood cake? Well, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You eat that bloody cake like the little boy in Matilda. I mean, all that is is a chocolate cake with um, cherry filling. And that shit would be delicious. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, that shit be good. It's something about, like, y'all know I don't like pies. It's something about the feeling that I do it. Oh my God, ew. Pick a bat. Um, 
survivors it is it is four pictures of different bats and the only one that's cute is the last one because it's a little Frenchy pug and a dog. I mean, it's a Frenchy pug and a dog. That's not right. It's a little Frenchy in a bat outfit. And I'm gonna go with that one because what the fuck is the rest of this? Yeah, that I'm first picking one. the dog with the, no. I'm picking the dog so, with bat wings. Cause no. I didn't I'm, say I was picking it, y'all. The, but the first one, it do got some look no. into your soul. I, I said look into no. your soul. I didn't say it was cute. I just no. said look into your soul eyes. It is looking into your soul. No. I mean, I'm picking the pug, so it don't matter. I'm just saying, the other one really is staring. What were you guys' results? Oh my goodness. I'm a fan of my results. I got the Countess from American Horror Story. If you want to be a flawless diva this Halloween, channeling Lady Gaga in AHS is your best bet. You have multiple wardrobe options from a simple white gown, well, a simple white robe to an extravagant evening gown. Either way, you're gonna look hot. And always look hot Halloween. Thank you. I got her too. And I love the um, I love the first episode with the neon lights when it was like, why aren't we having sex right now? Um, that shit was amazing. I knew you guys were gonna get the same answer. <laughs> like I don't know how but I knew y'all was going to get the same answer but if you could not figure it out I am Akasha the queen of the damn are you ready to shock the other party goers by dressing like a literal queen there are a lot of pieces involved in getting this costume just right but believe but we believe you can do Aliyah justice just be ready to act fierce all fucking night and you're right, because I've already done like three Aaliyah looks. And the only reason I don't do this one is because I am so meticulous about those pieces that I don't want to do it if it's not right. But I also, I don't want to do this look. So this is the look for my people at home. This is the look that everybody does. It's the one when she walks into the Admiral's mm. arms with the, uh, it's, it's obviously an iconic look. But my favorite one is the outfit that she wears at the end. It's the more white one with the burgundy arm. And it's just very white and flowing. That's my favorite one. So if I had to do an Akasha look, it would be that one. Just gorgeous. That's my girl. Survivors, let us know what your results were on Twitter or down in the DMs. But we're going to go ahead and take a walk on the boardwalk and send to Carla in 1987's The Lost Boys. Michael and Sam have just moved to Santa Carla, California. They're about to discover its secret. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No, it's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. <laughs>
So I didn't think the trailer was bad, but to be honest, I don't remember a lot of stuff from the trailer. Like, as in, I don't remember a lot of the stuff from the movie being in the trailer. Unless um, I'm tripping. Yeah, I feel like everything, literally, it was literally just a bunch of cuts from the movie. I didn't see anything that wasn't included in the movie. They include some of the little one-liners, which I thought was cool because it lets you know that, yeah, it's a vampire movie, but there's some type of lightheartedness to it. Bless you. I thought I was unmuted. Muted. You were. I was confused. Thank you. I liked the trailer. It was pretty typical. They gave the deaths, but it wasn't really, you knew what killed them. You just saw them die, like the folks in the park. Well, you knew they died. Our movie starts at Santa Carla Pier, where a group of teens walk through a merry-go-round, and it isn't soon before one of them decides to flirt with a girl sitting next to her boyfriend, resulting in a little tussle, ending in the gang being kicked out of the park. As the park closes for the night, the same security guard who put them out of the park is attacked by an unseen force. I remember seeing this movie for the first time. And I love that obviously we don't see what happens to the security guard, but I think I like this even more because the camera isn't like a direct zoom. It's like very shaky. So, you know, it's like something, but you don't know exactly what it is. You know what I mean? I feel like that adds to it. I got to agree. I like the opening scene. It was fun, but I felt some type of way because he was just doing his job. That's I mean, yeah. And I, okay, I also like that he put both parties out, not just the group of teens, but he also put like the guy and the girlfriend out too. And I was like, so you just gonna off this man for doing his job on the boardwalk? Like he wasn't discriminating. He wasn't like, cause y'all some teen, y'all some wild teens just get out. He was fair. He was equitable. And you still fucking flew off and killed him. Dang, I ain't even think about that. I guess you're right. He was just doing his job. You could have just killed the um, couple. Well, I mean, yeah. But <laughs> we now meet recently divorced mother Lucy Emerson and her two teenage sons, Michael and Sam, who are moving from Phoenix to settle down with their father in Santa Carla. A town in California plagued with gang activity, unexplained disappearances, and hella missing posters galore, and just happens to be the murder capital of the world. The family, y'all hear that? Not the town. The world, Craig. The world. Anyway, the family arrives to find Grandpa laid out on the porch pretending to be dead. He then breaks character and invites his family in. As they settle into Grandpa's Texas Chainsaw Massacre aesthetic home, Sam is very disappointed at the lack of TV, especially since Grandpa got the nerve to have a whole TV guide subscription. Listen, I got several points I want to talk about for this one. First, the music really fit. I enjoyed the music. So I did much. too, Brittany. I think it fits like, because you see all the different people in the boardwalk. And I know you were saying earlier we wouldn't be in this, but I feel like we would have been on the boardwalk. I, well, no, but fuck, we wouldn't with a bitch trying to make out with a rat. We we better not be on that goddamn boardwalk. <laughs> That's what the fuck Did I you know. see them two dudes? I seen them. There was two different scenes where there was the token nigga in there. But we <laughs> should not have been on the boardwalk. Did you not see the bitch going, I'm holding up a rat while opening my, while sticking out my tongue, survivor. So you can well, get that wasn't us, effect. though. 
we don't do that that wasn't us <laughs> That, that is a I know but we we have no business there anyways no I'd have been like is that a bitch with a rat okay we need to leave this I mean isn't, technically this is not crowd get extra meta I know this is daytime but um Adelaide and her mama and daddy was on the boardwalk later that night so I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been there um also that fucking is it nothing legal <laughs> I just I'm looking for a job. Hey, shit, you can get one, but it's not the legal ones. Okay. I just, first of all, I love grandpa. Grandpa is funny as hell. And God bless people with this type of personality. Like, I want to be this funny when I get older. Just having a good time. It reminds me. Great. I don't know if y'all know I'll be on TikTok too goddamn much, but I don't know if y'all seen the boy that be playing with the Nerf guns with his grandma. And they be running around the house shooting each other with Nerf guns. But when she gets shot, she'd be like, oh, you got me. And she legit be falling over the couch. This lady got to be in her 90s. I don't know. I don't know. She might be in her late 70s, 80s. I don't know how old she is. But she is this tiny little old white lady. And she be running around the house in her little soft shoes, shooting her grandson. Her grandson is like in his 20s or something like that but it's super freaking cute if I can find some videos I'll put them in the show notes but it is the cutest thing but also grandpa I knew I liked you for having the little Mary Jane plants outside I'm like I'll see you friend I'll be over there grandpa was the shit talking about damn tv guy I'm like you don't need tv if you have the tv guy you you slightly right because I mean you know everything that's on and all, what, the, what they're all about why you gotta watch it it's do y'all okay. remember that like yeah, that, you get like, hella descriptions <laughs> in the TV guy. I used to pick up the TV guy to see what's happening in the soaps. Like we really, we got so lucky in the era we were born in because we for real seen everything <laughs> for real. And I say that a lot, but it just baffles me. Like obviously we wasn't born in the eighties, but we definitely was around when TV guy, the channel, and the booklet subscription was a thing. Grandpa, Last thing on grandpa. His two little braids in the back. I'm like, okay, Grandpa, I see you not letting them two strands of hair go. It's cute. Let him have it. It's okay, because Grandpa was with it, this whole motherfucking thing. But that population problem had me <laughs> hollering. I said, no. All the dead stood up. We'd have one hell of a population problem. What? Right. I would have looked at him like, now, hold up. First of all, sir, relax. We only been here for like 20 minutes. Like, ooh. <laughs> Hell, he would try to warn him. I mean, technically, I got I got thoughts about Grandpa. I got thoughts, but we'll get there when we get there. Later, the brothers head out to check out the town, and during a concert on the boardwalk, a beautiful young woman catches Michael's eye. Realizing she's being watched by him, the girl promptly starts the flirting game and disappears into the crowd along with a young boy. Michael, unable to take his eyes off her, begins to follow with Sam in tow. Meanwhile, Lucy is also exploring the nightlife, and she notices a missing poster being placed among all the other missing posters of the security guard we saw earlier, and she also finds a small lost boy crying. She takes him into the nearby video rental store, where he is soon reunited with his mother. Lucy's kind and gentle manner is observed by the store owner, Max, who introduces himself before offering her a job working with him. First of all, let's rewind, because if y'all tell me y'all don't do this, I'm ending this call and we are not friends. I feel like everybody does this. 
you've been to a concert or at some event and you play this little flirting game, you catch somebody's eye and you're just trying to see if they watching. Like, you know, you might get your little mysterious thing on or like my favorite is when you at a concert and it's somebody you really like and you like, if I just act mysterious, like I don't care, maybe they'll catch me in the crowd and then I'm gonna end up backstage. I hate y'all for real. I really do. I really do. Y'all fucking lying. Y'all are fucking lying. Y'all really are. I can't stand y'all. You know I've never been to a concert before. And I know. And the thing is, I know I'm not making this up because I seen this on TikTok before and everybody's like, I thought I was the only one. Like, no, bitch, I do it too. So y'all weird. We know I'm weird. I mean, I've never been to a concert. I don't know what you want from me. I, I don't have opportunity. It don't have to, to be do- a concert. It could be a public venue event. You ain't never seen somebody you was curious about. You was like, mm. I think they looking no. at me, but I'm not sure. So I'm just going to keep looking. I don't like making eye contact with people. Um, it's weird. It really is. I don't I don't want you to stare into my eyes. So like, yes, this it. has happened. However, I don't like eye contact. I just look at you once and I'm like, I ain't looking over you no more. <laughs> so Miss Janae, in our younger years, when we would go to parties. Uh, when we would go to parties, what would I do? I would start showing out. And then they make their way to me. I make myself the center of attention. I think or I grab, I grab a girlfriend and I dance on her all seductively. Or if I have a guy friend that's there that I like dancing on, I'll dance on them all seductively to make them want to dance with me. Not you being um, homegirl from Soul Survivors. Eliza Dushka's character. I, have, I don't remember any of their names, but not you being her. That's that's me all the way. I don't be like I don't I don't like eye contact. I'll just act out. Say because okay, I was dating this dude. I don't know if he's ever gonna listen to this, but I was dating this dude, and we met up at homecoming. It's a long distance relationship. We met up at homecoming, and I had on this cute flapper type costume, and I was like half naked. Okay, and it was at in the VIP section of like the Halloween event because our homecoming used to be around Halloween almost every year and I knew he was there and I knew he was watching me because you're like you know how you talk to somebody but you ain't really disclosed that you talk to them so Mm -hmm. you kind of just like act out because you know that they're watching you but they can't really say nothing to you in public because nobody knows that y'all talking this is the same situation I just brought up and y'all sat there and looked at me like I was a fucking alien with a sprout on my head. It is literally the same scenario, just different situation. Wow. Anyways, I, I'm saying I do. I got up and I started dancing to draw attention to myself. Because you knew he was watching you. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> but I knew him. And that's what it I mean matter. by being flirtatious. That's what I mean by I'll be the center of attention. I ain't going to act like, oh, no, do you see me? No, I'm going to go out and be the center of attention. Because it is I'm gonna literally make sure you see me. different scenario, same situation. I just, you know what? Y'all are the weirdos, <laughs> mister. I'm sick of it. Anyway, this is where we first see Maria, who I mentioned earlier, who had all her scene cuts. She works at the desk of the video store. Once we get into some more movies she's in, you guys will be like, oh, that's her. But yeah, you could also, clear as day, see a copy of The Goonies just chilling in the video store and Once Bitten, which I mentioned earlier because 
I don't know where, but allegedly Jim Carrey was supposed to be in this bitch. But back at the boardwalk, Michael is still following the mysterious girl with a reluctant Sam trailing not too far behind. After Michael queries if Sam has nothing better to do, Sam's eyes light up as he sees a comic book store and leaves Michael to continue his pursuit. Unfortunately, Michael's pursuit is in vain when he finally catches up to the mysterious girl and he sees her climbing onto the back of a motorcycle with the leader of a local gang. At the comic book store, Sam notices that he's being watched and meets the Frog Brothers, Edgar and Allen, obviously a play on Edgar Allan Poe. Sons of tripped out store owners. And let me tell you something, these parents, they was, I didn't even realize them was the parents. I thought them was just some people that just fell asleep in the store. I was lost. Yeah, I thought those were just people that were just high on the boardwalk. <laughs> like they just said, oh, this is a nice little store. Let's just fall asleep in here. The two are clearly unimpressed with Sam's fashion and enthusiasm for Batman and Superman comics and advise him to read something a little darker, handing him a copy of Vampires Everywhere. Sam snubs it, stating he doesn't like horror comics, but the brothers insist he takes it and that it could save his life. The way Corey Feldman was talking in the movie at the beginning of this movie was so strange to me like coming off of seeing him as mouth Mm -hmm. to this I was like why are you talking like that I can see that actually it was Joel Schumacher's idea so both of the brothers he had them watch Rambo movies and Chuck Norris movies and he was like I want y'all to act like y'all marines like just that serious (laughs) it was (laughs) I can't think of any of his lines right now but he's like so you think you know about Santa Carla? I'm like, where is this deep ass voice coming from? That's what I'm just like, what is this? Why are you talking like this? This is also where we see the same couple from the opening scene plotting outside of the comic book store. And then they just like steal the shit out front. This is why we can't have nice stuff in America. Like shit like this. Anytime I see people that have stuff outside on display, I'm like, do you have somebody sit there and watch it or do you really just have faith in America specifically? I'm calling us out because we ain't shit. But I mean, what about all the plants and stuff that be just outside of Walmart? Yeah, I mean, all of that. Like, I'm sure all people be snatching that stuff. I am 100% people be stealing. that I'm people sure be people stealing steal. that stuff. They be stealing like a motherfucker. Snatch and grab. That's all. A oh, little... I want to point out. Go ahead. Star go ahead, had go ahead. hair. Star got hair like Michelle. Michelle, I've seen her, and I was like, "Oh, look at that hair. That looks just like Michelle's." And that's exactly what I thought um, with her. Also, oh, buddy, one, you don't chase shooting stars. Two, where the fuck is your brother gonna go? You're both new here. Y'all ain't even been here twenty four hours talking about he got something better to do. You don't treat that baby like that. I'm also irritated with the way these people just can snatched out the sky like or snatched into the sky like it reminds me of getting abducted by aliens not snatched by vampires well i mean like when you think about it these vampires are very different from the traditional ones and they have like bat like feet so i'm imagining that they grabbing them with their feet and just whisking them into the air as they fly away but i love it like especially because this couple that same couple that we've seen in the beginning 
is the same couple that steals the comic books and we see them a little bit later parked a little ways from the boardwalk and they get attacked and i'm just like well bitch that's what you get you had what like two strikes three strikes that's what you get snatched oh oh girl slapped the fuck out that man i was like damn not you getting slapped the fuck up right before <laughs> literally like before you die that's fucked up shit because she's trying to read a comic I guess it must have been a good comment because she, I like, first of all, y'all parked over at this pe- You had all that time and you ain't read that comic. I mean, I'm pretty mm. sure it ain't like super, super long, but I'm like, we could have put it down for two seconds, but. Mm. Now, also, um, I just want to point out, you could tell that these were teenagers because they really like drive through meals because every time, every meal we've seen these motherfuckers have, they swooped and got that bitch and they was all by the cars besides the later one. All the other ones <laughs> drive through like a motherfucker. They just swoop they and go. snatch and go. Gotta run. Gotta blast. The next morning, Grandpa is on with his usual shenanigans, but this leads to Sam returning to the comic book store. And once again, the Frog Brothers try to hand him another horror comic, this one called Destroy All Vampires, claiming that it should be used as a survival guide. The same night, Michael finally learns that the mysterious girl's name is Star. As they are about to leave the boardwalk together, the motorcycle gang reappear and the leader, David, calls Star on his bike and challenges Michael, but Michael ain't on that type of time because he know damn well he not about to beat their bikes. Like, do you see the difference? You see it. David says, you don't have to beat me, Michael. You just have to try and keep up. And Michael follows them to the sea cliffs where his bike nearly goes off the edge. He angrily punches the shit out of David, who merely asks how far he's willing to go. Michael finds himself invited to the gang's lair, complete with three other members, Dwayne, Paul, and Marco. Their home turns out to be remnants of an old hotel that collapsed during an earthquake in 1906. I know you were talking about Star earlier and I didn't get to say this, but I love Star. That's just my type of girl. Like she reminds me of, I know you ain't seen this movie yet, but she reminds me of Clarissa from Society, the dark haired girl. That She, um, she does remind me of her now that you say that. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, I, that's, I love that look. That look is just so cute to me. But also this whole motorcycle scene is so intense. I like the way it's shot. I like that obviously is because of the budget. It's no studio lighting. You know how a lot of stuff, like when they shoot night scenes, you can tell clearly it's not all shot at night because it's way too bright, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what bothered me about the chase scene? I was like, why the fuck? I don't know if it's considered a chase, but the follow me tag scene. Mm-hmm. What? You don't have to be cool. You, you don't have to be like this. Why the fuck are you doing this? Why you want to be down that bad? You're going to risk because your fucking- Because he want that gonna... bitch. He and that, bitch that bitch ain't your bitch, though. I ain't trust her. It ain't David, bitch, either. <laughs> and I'm talk about this little they little dynamic a little later because that shit pissed me off i know it's the 80s and i know they do this but what what the fuck like it didn't even fit that's later you guys know that um kiefer sutherland actually broke his wrist during this scene because once again they didn't have no stunt doubles 
and well they had a few but they didn't have that many and Kiefer was like no I know how to ride bikes I do this I can do this but he ended up breaking his wrist and that's why we see him wearing black gloves from the next point on to the end of the movie so he can like hide the cast to cover it up but also I love that Michael was ready to square up he was like you just you not the rest of y'all y'all better not jump in let's fight but David I don't know like, why he wanted to fight. It was his own fucking fault. I mean, I'm just glad he skirted off at the right moment because I was like, oh shit, that would have been so bad. One of us. This is also where we get a little scene of Lucy tucking away Sam. But the best part of it is grandpa coming in, dropping off the little uh taxidermy beaver. I would I'm open for all people's hobbies, but I'm good. I'm really good on <laughs> that, Grandpa. And it was so funny that Sam just threw it in the closet. Like, at first he was letting it sit there, but he was like, you know what? This shit is weird. Let's just get this in the closet because I, no. I like stuffed animals. I would not like those stuffed animals. <laughs> That's the difference. I, I have fucking, I have morals. I have gumption. I have fucking requirements. And I'm not going to keep no dead ass pet right near me when I go to sleep it had been right there with the closet monster I'm with him I mean I believe that too they even bring that up in this movie like I believe the the closet monster I learned that in Japan apparently there's some bitch that be licking the bathroom floor and I'm not excited about that um yeah just no um I'm good on all types of doors being open when I go to sleep at night I make sure all these I'm sorry looks the bathroom floor I don't know nothing about that girl I was just told (laughs) by some friends out here apparently there'll be this girl I'm surprised Brittany don't know about it but it'd be this girl that be licking the fucking bathroom floors if you do something I don't know the whole lore and I feel like I'm being disrespectful by talking about it like this but but what does licking the bathroom floors have to do I don't know she might come lick your ass when you come in there I don't know (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) I don't know that's the part that confuses me because you know most lures if they're trying to scare a child like I don't, don't think do it's this. to scare a child. I think it's to scare us. <laughs> but but I just want to know what the purpose of licking the floors is for. Like, what? like Surpr- surprisingly, I haven't heard of that one. Not licking the floor. I, I guess she. I I don't know. I'm not gonna make light of it because um, them little foreign the foreign demons and shit, foreign demons and ghosts. You don't fuck with them. Why the fuck did them I on. look this up? Why did I look this up? Why did I look this up? Now All I got to right, tell now, y'all, since I saw it, me. y'all got to see it, okay? Okay. Oh gosh, why did I look this up? Okay. I'm ready. So it's called Akaname, meaning filth liquor. And they're stated to lick the filth that collects in bathtubs and bathrooms. Oh, my God. Why do I have to be in Japan reading this right now? Oh, my gosh. <sighs> okay. So it's a, so basically, it's an incentive to clean. Since it's considered to be an unsettling encounter, it is said that people worked hard to ensure that the bath places and bathtubs are washed and clean so that the economy wouldn't come. See? An incentive to clean. Oh, I get what you mean. I thought you meant for the economy, not us. No, uh, it's an incentive uh, to clean. Oh my gosh. Oh my so God. if you don't clean the bathroom, that thing gonna come and lick the floors and then you gotta see it. Whoa. That's exactly, it's an incentive to clean. Well, um, let's just, you know, I'm black. So today was Sunday. You already know what we was doing. 
and yeah no absolutely not yeah okay let's get away from here oh the pokemon lickitung is based off of this okay that makes me feel better damn that makes me feel better because i thought lickitung was kind of cool It is at their lair where they lead Michael through an unsettling initiation involving mind games with his Chinese takeout and takes him. mm -mm. It is at their lair where they lead Michael through an unsettling initiation involving mind games with his Chinese takeout, making him see things that aren't there. David offers Michael a drink from what looks like a wine bottle and not wanting to fall for the trick again. He accepts and takes the drink, ignoring Star's efforts to warn him that it is, in fact, blood. As crap, sister. I cannot believe we ain't even brought that up not fucking once. When we started today, y'all, I forced John A. and Brittany to listen to that as holding music as we got our shit together. I love that song. Anyway, it sets the mood as Michael continues to indulge in drinking the Kool-Aid through his initiation into the gang. The so game tastes like blood. I mean, I guess not at that point. He was hypnotized, probably. He probably couldn't taste that. Mm. The gang, you acting like you don't know vampires. You know what they be doing. The gang then takes Michael out to a railroad track across a foggy gorge. One by one, the group jumps off the tracks and out of sight. A scared Michael realizes that they're actually hanging from exposed reinforcement bars. They talk him into joining them under the tracks, and as a train train roars overhead, the reinforcement bars shake, and one by one, the members of the gang fall into the fog. But they don't die. Michael can hear them hyping him up to also fall, and unable to lift himself up and hold on any longer, Michael falls in as well. He wakes up in his bed the next morning with no idea how he made it home. Let's talk about this lair scene for a little bit. Um, first things first, since I just did this spiel on Japanese culture, I learned that in both Chinese and Japanese, I actually learned this at dinner and then I confirmed it when I was doing research. You're not supposed to serve people with chopsticks like in the food. You know how sometimes in America we'll give people stuff, we'll put the fork in it. You're not supposed to do that because apparently that's somebody like basically like just death like wishing death upon the person that you give it to that makes sense oh damn that does make sense i know you oh, so it's, to do it. i know why well no that doesn't come from that i was about to say is that the stick of fork in it you're done no that's like when something is cooked and it's done never mind um <laughs> <laughs> always trying to reach I love the lighting in this cave especially how david has his own little spotlight So it just kind of, because I feel like if this scene wasn't lit that way, I don't think it would have looked as good. The scenes where um, David is playing mind games, making him see like maggots and worms, they had to have actual maggot and worm wranglers on set because that's a thing. And the way that they got them to wiggle around was by squeezing lemon juice on top of them. There are worms. So is ringers? that not harmful to them because of the acid? I don't look, that's not my ministry. I don't know. <laughs> they, they got on the move. Hmm. Interesting. Also, um, Michael, sir, I know you just had a long night 
but get your damn shoes off the bed. And then you got your shoes where you put your head on your pillows. Them dirty ass. I don't think them was forces. I don't know what them was, but they was dirty as fuck. And you had them just all on the bed like that. Like, geez. From then on, Michael begins to act strangely, sleeping all day and only going out at night, which is duly noted by Sam and Lucy. Grandpa leaves for a date with Widow Johnson after wiping his face with Windex as aftershave. Shortly after he leaves, the light, mm -mm, shortly after he leaves, lights illuminate the home as revving engines, laughter, and Michael's name can be heard echoing. Going for a drink of milk out of the carton, Michael gets an intense fiending sensation, leading him upstairs where Sam is bathing. After Sam's dog Nanook attacks Michael, Sam accuses him of being a creature of the night, just like out of the horror comics the Frog Brothers gave him. Pointing out his lack of reflection in the mirror, my own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire, you wait till mine finds out, buddy. Sam calls the Frog Brothers, who advises him that his brother is only a half vampire until he makes his first kill, and that in order to save him, he needs to kill the head vampire, and in the meantime, he needs to protect himself. During this, Michael starts just levitating all over the damn house and almost gets swept out of the window. And while on a date, Lucy calls to check in on the boys, but Sam answers and is freaked out once he sees Michael flying outside. He finally helps his brother and Michael tells him it's important that they stick together and do not tell mom shit, okay? My first off, don't be a jerk to grandpa, okay? That, that was not okay with me. You gonna ask him what the fuck you giving her stuff? Mr. Johnson, nigga, fuck you. That's so mean. <laughs> when I first watched this, that joke went right over my head. And it wasn't until, like, I think when I watched it with A Nightmare on Field Street that I actually caught it and understood what that meant. I was like, oh, damn, Michael. My mama would have popped me in the mouth low key. That shit was not okay. Second, Nanook, I love you, baby. You protect your owner. And I always think it's funny how dogs do that. So even though there's multiple people in a household, they kind of pick one. No, that, that's, that's true. Some, that's that's true. the motherfucker who they belong to. It doesn't matter that everybody in the house feeds them. Everybody mm -hmm. else in the house takes care of them. It's that one motherfucker that dog fuck with the most. Yeah. And you can kind of tell. Like, I swear up and down that Maslow's hated person is me, is me. But it could be his daddy, honestly. Because he loved to go sit under Jose all the fucking time. But then I'm reminded of it that he fuck with me the most because if I take my ass outside, that nigga lose his shit. Like one time I left him in the house and I went outside to do something. He was in there barking for days. Mm -mm. I, not literally days, but he was <laughs> like, literally, he was in the house with Jose. I went outside, would not stop barking until I came back in and let him go out with me. My, fucking brat. my sister's dog, um, who she recently put down. Beefy girl, we love you. Um, They've had that dog for like a long time. And my nephew, KD, is the one that she protects. Like, Fifi was sick with it because Kadar would be, his name is Kadar, we call him KD. He would be sitting on his bed or laying on his bed on his phone. You come in the room, Fifi ass would shoot from under the bed and start barking at you. I'm like, bitch, where the fuck did you come from? Like, goddamn, like, you're not even just sitting at the bed. You under there, trained to go, ready to kill. It's just too much. But I also love that she used to follow my sister around. Wherever my sister went, my sister came in the room and left. Fifi was going to follow her. It was the cutest thing. I loved it. I miss Fifi. That's my girl. 
How would y'all react if you seen one of our reflections was fading? How did that happen? Can you bring me? I'm calling the people. Oh, and low key, I'm trying to join. <laughs> I think I would have. I feel like Sam was a little bit too calm. I'm like, um, you, you, this ain't no funhouse mirror, baby boy. But it also gave me death by temptation vibes. I feel like that would have been more of my reaction. I probably would have been a little bit shook. But also, I would have been trying to distance myself a little bit. Right. I would have been like, yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> and I'm going to call the people. <laughs> oh, damn. Y'all really? So I'm just, I'm the only one I hear like, oh, so I, you turned into a vampire? Shit. Bring me to the crew. Because we need to talk. I'm not. I ain't no trying problems. to look like these vampires. Y'all are being like, they don't even look bad. I feel like they look better than Twilight vampires. They look better than, I don't know, no other vampire shows. But I don't like their vampire form. That's what I mean by I ain't trying to look like these vampires. You, I wish we could have seen, I wish we could have seen a female vampire. Because I wonder, would it like, have been as, um, it probably, I feel like it would have been more feminine. I feel like because it gives me that their 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 vampire transformation. I know we haven't gotten there yet, but it reminds me of how the vampires transformed in Buffy, and I did never like their vampire transformation in Buffy either. <laughs> or Angel, I hated Angel's face, and I love Angel, but I hated his vampire face. I actually liked it, and maybe that's what it is because I like their look too. I don't mm. know because like twilight i'm just like you why i gotta look scrunched up like that i just feel like it's bone structure that's all i don't know i'm i don't I'm, know i mean to i mean just think of it this way it's the i think i treat this the exact same way that i treat my succubus form anybody who sees it gotta die and wait. i'm okay with that you said form i thought you said succubus porn i was like wait a minute <laughs> john was about to say send me the link <laughs> this is a thing (laughs) also um excuse me sam what was this finger cross about to do what was this about to do for you honey actually he do it so fucking much in the movie it's hilarious every time he gets scared by something he finger cross it out i'm like baby what the fuck i'm glad you caught that because i kept catching it and i'm like sam Put your fingers down. It's not about to help you. When he was in the big cough and he did that shit, he was like, finger cross. I'm like, baby, that's not going to help you. I'm like, this you is need to really help yourself not. get out of this game. <laughs> whole time you just doing this, like that's really going to stop something. That's not about to do nothing, okay? Also, I just love how they make sure we saw Laddie's little cute face on this milk carton. I said, damn, y'all hold that shot for a real long time. But then the garlic necklace. They wanted to make sure you got it. They like, said, yes. that's Laddie. Okay. And and because it was tripping me out because when we seen that one and we seen the other police officer, it made me start looking at other missing posters because I was trying to see if you would see any of the actual Lost Boys on there, but I didn't clock any of them. If it is a thing, I didn't clock any. But I was just curious, like, if you can see, like, how long they have been missing or, you know. One thing I forgot to mention that um, I really just had, how the fuck do you fall, pause, and then keep falling? That shit was hilarious as fuck to me. On the bridge, when he was holding on, like he fell and was like, ah, and then he just stopped. 
and it was like a pause moment where he was like, I'm gonna think about falling a little bit more. Like they caught him or some shit and like, mm-hmm. ah, and then dropped his ass. That shit was funny as fuck to me. I said, how the fuck you have a falling intermission? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe he was in his head. You know how sometimes when shit happens to you, shit just moves slow. Maybe that was one of them moments. I don't. He literally froze though. It would look like he was like, "I'm like, I'm all right. Let me just check, make sure everything's still here. All right, ready, set, go." Uh, (laughs) That shit was funny to me. (laughs) I also like the part where Sam is clearly freaked out and he wants to go sleep with his mom, but he has that big ass garlic necklace on. She's like, "Woo!" (laughs) I'm like, sis, like. I would have clearly known, like that got to be some strong ass garlic. Like, I love garlic. what else would it be? Michael returns to the lair looking for answers. Instead, he gets to do the nasty with Star as a crying sister plays in the back post nasty. Michael I shall not kill. Let me tell y'all something. Every time I hear that song, and I'm so mad, I don't have one in Japan, but I feel like I just need to get a lighter. And I just need to sway back and forth. Y'all know that meme of that baby that be in church with his eyes closed, just waving his hands back and forth. That be me when this song come on. Live it, learn it, love it. You know what? I had a problem with this scene. I'm just going to go ahead and get this shit out now. Yes, Why the here. fuck? Why? Well, listen, this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> this man is literally having an existential crisis. He's turning into a fucking vampire and all of a sudden it's i can't tell you michael you know what let's fuck okay <laughs> no what? but for real like i understand i feel you i feel you because yes that's gonna make us all feel better but not it's time and place time and place and okay. first of all laddie right there laddie is right watch. there laddie oh. is tucked away right there in like that's literally all. feet away from you <laughs> So the baby gonna watch y'all fuck, step one. Step two, you said fuck. What's going on with you? The fact that she's with somebody else and this somebody else don't turn you into a fucking vampire. And you're just gonna toss all that to the side to get you a little pussy. What? What's happening here? Laddie gotta smell y'all sex air, breathe in y'all sex air while he's sleeping. That's uncouth. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like that made no sense. I get it's the eighties and you, they be trying to either throw a titty or a sex scene in everywhere, but that this really shouldn't have happened at all. Ted, this girl was a hostage technically. And you literally just go, let's just fuck it out. We ain't answering shit for y'all. Nope. Not a goddamn thing. And him, him and grandpa both come in after having a good night. like what the fuck i can get grandpa (laughs) i understand him i got some cutty last night (laughs) i can understand him he done brought the widow johnson all these little stuffed animals and shit that dog was was fire as fuck sitting in that first of all that that dog looked like the same dog from dolls no not dolls puppet master it looked like that same damn dog Yeah, was it not it probably was i wouldn't be surprised if they They was like that bitch around Mm -hmm. (laughs) six Now I want to know, Survivor, somebody go look and let us know, like, 
is this the same company? I don't feel like looking right now because we on a row. But it shoot, I would not be surprised if you told me that was the same prop dog. Like <laughs> just like Tyler Perry wigs, and bitches get passed around, and that's why the dog was there. And it was cute just riding in the passenger mm. seat. <laughs> Can you imagine riding up next to Grandpa? You'd be like, oh, look at the doggy. And then you're like, damn, that dog kind of well behaved, ain't moving. The door all out, damn. And then you realize it's a fake dog. <laughs> No, it's a real dog. It's just dead. Okay. <laughs> Motherfucker ain't, ain't moved none. I'm like, ain't the wind getting in your eyes, sweetie? Also, I love when Michael comes back home and his mom is like sitting in like the sunroom area. This is what I want. Like how Jody mama had the potato, not potato, the tomato garden and she was living her best life. I want something like this. Just a sunroom filled with flowers. Just, you know, boom, boom, boom. But Michael was like, I ain't trying to talk, sis. I got shit going on. I know you trying to be a mom and stuff, but this some this some other shit. I'm telling you, like, this ain't what you want. So I appreciate the fact she loved her son. Like, she she really wants to sit down and talk to him. I mean, I really I just- like her character in general. I do agree with you. I feel like sometimes, I mean protective mother and that's what max was calling her but i definitely agree with you like it wasn't like she was completely ditching her sons with some dick no and you know what honestly generous natures get you fucked up and that's what the moral of this story is um will almost get you fucked up but she was cool she was a good mama like every time something she wouldn't like the mamas in all the other movies when your kids sitting there calling you like something wrong you like I deal with it when I get home. Every time the motherfucker says something to her, she come running. Mm-hmm. Literally. I'm, Literally. I'm like, I'm like, damn, you really love your kids, huh? Even when your son acting the ass and you like, it could be hormones or it could be something else. She's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Come sit down and talk to me. Right. Come Aren't we friends? First of all, my mama would have told me quickly, I'm not your friend. But I exactly. appreciate the fact she, she took that approach. Because sometimes you got to realize, Yoki, you got to give your kids agency and you got to come at them like they're friends. Because if you don't, you're never going to find out shit. Mm-mm. Okay. Sam draws the conclusion that Lucy's boss, Max, must be the head vampire since he only comes into the video store at night and that his dog, Thorn, attacked his mother just like the hounds of hell when she went to drop off a bottle of wine to Max after running out on him on their date the night before. That night, Lucy invites Max over to dinner and Max meets Michael at the door and formally asks to come in as Michael is the man of the house, really is grandpa, but okay, keep going. Anyway, Michael heading out allows it and the trio, Sam, Edgar, and Alan sees the opportunity to put Max through the wire. Max passes the test and the boys agree that he is not a vampire. So first of all, it's grandpa for me. Soon as Max came in, grandpa looked at him like, something ain't right about this dude. And he just like goes back into his little office. But I'm not going to hold you the first time I watched this. It made me suspicious of grandpa a little bit, just a little bit. But also I was counting in other factors that I was like, hmm. No, maybe not. Did any of y'all get those vibes? I thought grandpa knew some shit. Like when I was looking, I'm like, he knows something. Cause every time something suspicious happened, he's like, all right. Okay. Like he won't let them sort it out themselves. Like, you know, mm-hmm. okay, they gotta get the lay of the land. Right. But he know more than he let on. Mm-hmm. Every time something happened, he's like, creep out. Okay, y'all are straight. So 
whatever you going through, it ain't life or death. I'm gonna let y'all handle it. Creep the fuck on back out. So the first thing is we all know that vampires don't like garlic. So they offer him Parmesan cheese, but it turns out that it is a fucking whole thing of garlic. And my thing is like, y'all are so obvious this entire time. Y'all not trying to have any type of discretion, any type of let's keep our composure together. Um, Edgar was literally looking at him like this the whole time. Is it working? You're sitting right to this man's right. Be cool, please. being cool we got a vampire to kill or even when they like splash the holy water on him and they're like does it burn he was like why the fuck would it burn what are you talking about no the one that killed me is when the lights they got the lights and then they stand in front of this nigga with the mirror like they literally like right there in the nigga face like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, shit, that shit was so funny to me so earlier in the movie we see michael put out a candle with his fingers so they had uh, Jameson Newlander who plays Alan do the same thing, but no one told him that his fingers had to be wet. So he just touched the flame and burnt the fuck out of his fingers. But the thing is they had to have him do the shot again. And he was so scared to do it. I'm like, yeah, I'd be scared too, dude. Even if my fingers was wet, I'd be. Ugh. They be setting these actors up. I do like putting out like candles when you with wet fingers. It makes me feel like I'm mythological. I'm not. It's a fucking human, unfortunately. But still. I tried that before and I, I got scared. I punked out. I've burned myself too many times. Like I'm dang near Freddy when it comes to fire. I'm gonna freak out. No, oh, I ain't learned my lesson yet. And I don't have first, second, and third degree burns. Permanent scars from them. Mm-mm. Um and I still be like, is that fire? Is this something hot? Is that flame? Hey, friend, coming in like thick Jesus. Mm-mm. Oh my God. That's <laughs> fire. <laughs> I know you got that, Coco and Donnell. I know you got it. Hey, let me skip on um, through. <laughs> I hate us for real. I really do. Meanwhile, David has decided that initiation is over and brings Michael along with him in the gang. They post up in a tree and moments later, a horrified Michael watches as the gang feasts on a group of surfers at a bonfire party. Michael again feels the urge, but is fighting it. David explains that he is one of them and he must feed. Michael refuses and leaves and Star follows him to his home to try to explain that Michael is only a halfy. You're not a full vampire, baby. You're just a halfy, like her and Laddie. She also tells Michael that he was supposed to be her first kill, but she couldn't do it because she liked him. Angry, Michael shuns her while a frantic Sam calls the Frog Brothers for help. They determine that David must be the head vampire, and they head out to the lair in Grandpa's car as Grandpa just watches them drive away while he's putting wooden stakes around the house. First of all, I love that they kill these surfers to walk this way. That is my shit, okay? Like my rookie season on Redskins, I'm a forever call it Redskins, fight me. We dance to that song. And to this day, I just, that song makes me feel away. So just watching these people get ripped the fuck up 
to this song and I know that y'all don't like it but I'm a gush I think their look looks so good especially completed with the contacts and just the lighting like that orangish lighting from the fire just makes it look so much more than it already is like even when Michael not Michael when um Marco was hanging upside down he's like hi Michael and you just see like his fangs and all of that and like I feel like their faces meshed really well with the effects like they knew exactly what to do with that and it just Dwayne is still my favorite but I loved every second of this scene them ripping those people apart throwing them in the fire just but I do have a problem here I do have a problem we already seen the guy with the gray patch in his hair get killed why is he in this scene getting killed again budget budgetary constraints I'm like, did y'all forget y'all killed him already? Because first of all, I have another problem with this. The headliner wasn't as oily, and that that doesn't sit right with me. They should have applied a fresh coat of um baby oil, so that way he could have really glowed like he was doing on the stage. Um, I just really think they should have fixed that. The who? That's just a me thing. Um, the nigga from the the headlining when he was singing in the beginning. Oh, you talking? You girl, you went all the way back. I'm like, who? <laughs> but he was one of the ones that killed at the at the bonfire, and I think they should have really oiled his ass down. Wait, what? Go back. What? I did not yeah. see that. I, yeah, if I'm thinking correctly, he was the main the nigga that was singing at the at the beginning when they first got to town and shit. And they like a little mosh pit, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. He was one of the ones they killed. They see, killed. Now I want to go back and see. I missed that. I did not see that at all. See now, but see. Are you sure? Because he got a whole spinoff. I really want to say that was that nigga. Just I want to like go that. back. Because how do you bring him back if he died? Because he got a whole spinoff. No, that can't be him. Because he has a whole spinoff to where he's actually like a guardian of these bitches to ward them away. That can't be him. I got to look. Of the children? No, the, like, the Lost Boys? No, no, no. Opposite way. Like he wards away the vampires. No, that nigga died. What up, y'all? Y'all knew I was going to go back. I was going to check. I even looked at the wiki just to figure out because I needed to know. No, Brittany, that was not the saxophone man that was in that scene. Um, Yeah, back to the show. That wasn't him. I like the scene where Star shows up at the house and fucking Sam is hiding under the covers but co-signing the entire conversation. This nigga killed me when he was like, and don't you make, don't you say she's still a good person. <laughs> I was fucking hollering. <laughs> I'm like, you know folks be doing that shit. They be overlooking people's bad qualities, talking about she's still a good person. Bitch, that's a vampire. She's not, don't, don't excuse this shit. She's one of them. Literally, she don't hop in. And first of all, continuity issue. How the fuck she get in the house? She flew. She shouldn't have got in the house though. A vampire is not allowed in your house without permission. Oh, uh, but well, she's a halfie. Yeah, she a half. Maybe that's why. Yeah, that, that just kind of bothered me. She didn't get permission. Even if she's a halfie, like maybe she shouldn't be like halfway in. Because I know she I mean, asked. She was like, "Can I come in?" She did ask, she but didn't get I don't think I don't think Michael like because Michael's mad. So I don't think he like said anything, but she just popped up there. So no. That was the issue. 
cute. Like she, he should have said yes verbally for her to come in that house. Cause I mean, yeah, that should have been an effect or something. Cause they still sleep in the daytime. They can be out in the sun, but it still exhausts them. So something wasn't, the math wasn't mathing. Mm, I didn't even collect that, but I'm gonna go with my halfy theory on that one. I'm not sure, but I do, I do want to clock this though. This confuses me a little bit because Star says that Michael was supposed to be her first kill for her to be a full vampire. But later on in the movie, we find out that Max wanted to turn Michael and Sam so that way Lucy would have no choice but to, you know, be together. So which one is it? Because if Michael did, how was that going to work? That's why they weren't mad that he didn't well she didn't turn him so so it's like david was hiding max's identity right which is why he probably stopped her from actually killing him so if you think about to the when they first went away so, so like when she, she lying? hopped in the back of that mud this is, uh, let me get through my theory when she hopped on the back of that motorcycle i think she was gonna go and kill him and that's when the rest of the Lost Boys swooped in and David was like, yeah, no, you come over here, get on my motorcycle. Let's go for a little fun joy ride. Mm, got you, got you, got you. Because so she I think says, I didn't her. do it. She says, I didn't do it because I liked you. So that's why I'm like. Yeah, I think she was lying. She was lying. She didn't do it because David stopped her. And that's why when Max, well, we're in spoiler territory anyway. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. when Max was introduced as the head vampire, she was like, that's who David was protecting. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I was just like, hmm. I just want to know. He was calling the shots, calling the rules. Once they arrive, Sam and Michael debate on if Sam should join them down in the lair. With all four joining, Edgar threatens Michael, saying that if he vents out, then he's trained to go and anybody can get it. Down in the lair, Star almost gets it, but is saved by Michael when she says, take Laddie first. Michael takes the weekend Star and Laddie while the trio explore the lair looking for the vampire nest. Finding them hanging upside down like bats, Ecker is unsure of which of the vampires is David and stakes Marco first, which makes him shriek in terror and spew blood awakening the others. The trio make their escape when Michael, Star, and Laddie passed out in the backseat of Grandpa's car. Though they know that they don't have much time until sundown, when they're sure that the vampires will make their attack, they return to the Emerson house as the halfies get weaker and weaker, and Sam and the Frog Brothers booty chat the house. While they're still setting up, Ecker tells them that no two bloodsuckers are going to go out the same way, but one thing's for certain, they're going to try to take your ass with them. I just want to point out that shit was funny as fuck when they were calling for the brother. Michael, start your car. Start your... And this nigga is passed the fuck out in the back seat. He weak. And he I know it was just funny. To... It was so funny to me. It no, it was once again the damn finger crosses. I'm like, help them help you get out of this lair. Them finger crosses ain't mean shit to David, okay? He was helping, okay? That shit was funny as fuck. He had that motherfucker by the ankle. Trying mm-hmm. to yank that bitch back in. He, all you see, finger cross. Finger, the power of the finger cross. And I'm yeah. like, baby, that's, that ain't doing shit. You see, he's still yanking that ass back down. But Literally. He, was, he, he had what he had, and that's all he knew. 
I it just, was funny to me. I also love um, when his hand does, David's hand touches the light, it catches on fire. That was practical. Literally, probably like 94% of this movie is all practical effect. And I, y'all know me, death to CGI, because goddamn. But anyway, I love that um, the context that they're wearing, they're similar to the ones like in Evil Dead. So when David gets burned and you see that tear roll down his eyes, that wasn't like, obviously it wasn't fake, but that was from the context because they were literally irritating his eyes. But let's rewind it a little bit. Let's rewind. Let's rewind. Johnny, the survivors are dying to know because, you know, you be getting their goat with this. How'd you feel about the blood? Let me tell you, I thought... I don't know what I thought the blood was at first, because when I say it's been a trying as a couple of days and I watched this movie the first time when I was like half sleep. And so, you know, I mean, I be falling asleep on movies sometimes. I woke up and I saw the blood gushing and I thought it was like mud or something because I knew they were in a layer. So I thought that they were getting like covered by mud at first. But then when I realized it was blood, then I was like, that don't look like blood. That still looks Girl, like Girl, it is no satisfying you cave. when it comes to blood. I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> Either it's too red or it's too dark. Like we don't know what type of blood you like, like at all. Like that was literally asked by a few survivors. They wanted to know what you thought about this blood. And there you go, y'all. Now y'all know. I didn't think it was blood ever. (laughs) So what type of blood do you want to see? Because we all confused. Because I feel like we've literally seen all types of blood. And every time you're like, I don't like it. Uh, I haven't complained about some blood. I don't remember which one I haven't complained about. But y'all know what I complain. (laughs) When they look red like paint, I complain. Okay, but in A Nightmare on the Elm Street, it wasn't real light paint. It was dark and you ain't like it. And this one is dark with glitter in it. You don't like it. You ain't like the glitter blood. You see, this is where I got confused. I was like, why are they covered in glitter? Then I realized their blood is glitter. <laughs> what is this? Because they wanted it to look a little bit different. So they was like, well, let's add glitter in it, but also make it thick. Because, you know, blood coagulates when it leaves the body. And a lot of horror movies just let blood just spill out on the ground. It just be pools and pools. So they wanted it to look thick. So that's where the glitter came from. I was so confused. (laughs) Why they couldn't get it? But I can't think of a movie where the blood. I actually liked it. I mean, you can't even. (laughs) I mean, but it's none that we've covered. It's like movies that are coming out like in today's age that I'm like, okay. Think you like the blood in X? I never said I didn't like the blood in X. I was that's one like I don't think you did. I don't know. I can't remember. I we never I back. never said anything about the blood in X. I should have asked. Last thing from this scene, if you be out in these horror streets watching this movie, specifically this part gonna f you up a little bit because David says you're dead meat, and I was like, James. <laughs> Oh my God, I knew that was going to go over both of y'all heads. I just knew it. I knew it. You know what? We are moving on. <laughs> no, it didn't go over my head. I just really missed that part of the movie where he said you're dead meat. 
So that's why I'm just like, okay. Mm-mm. I did not I need you to not fall asleep during the movies. Okay. I'm gonna need you to <laughs> get it together and not fall asleep when we have reviews. <laughs> also, the the trio, the frog brothers and Sam and them interrupting the christening. I don't know if y'all saw the baby's reaction. The baby's reaction is what killed me. <laughs> when they leave out, the baby was like, hmm? <laughs> Jose's reaction to that part was so fucking funny. He was like, just ignore them. They're heathens, y'all. <laughs> it's okay. We, I mean, at least they coming in to get some holy water. They could be, I don't know. This is the Antichrist. Like, I don't know what they could have been doing. I would appreciate you coming to get some holy water. That night, with Lucy out on a date with Max and Grandpa out visiting the Widow Johnson, they prepare for a retaliatory attack. Sure enough, when sundown comes, the vampires are on that ass and on the way to the Emerson house. Upstairs, the Frog Brothers decide to kill Star and Laddie, who run and fear for their life. The Frog Brothers chase them until Paul, who was hiding behind a door, pops out and chases the Frog Brothers into the bathroom where Nanook knocks Paul into a bathtub full of holy water and garlic, causing all of the pipes in the house to back up as his body burns in the waters. Dwayne comes busting through the fireplace, but Sam is able to shoot him with holy water from a little water gun, then attempts to shoot him through the heart with an arrow, missing the first time, but the second one sends him flying into the stereo, electrifying him. As the Frog Brothers and Sam regroup upstairs and discuss their kills, Laddie is slowly turning into one of them. He pops out through the bed like he is Freddy in a Nightmare on Elm Street and runs into the corner ready to defend himself. As the Frog Brothers are about to kill him, Star intervenes saying that he is just a kid. It is a lot going on. I just want to rewind because... This is why y'all all be talking about why aren't Black people in the movies? Why aren't Black people in the movies? This is why, because who was about to get their ass whipped for that mess? When them pipes start busting, that's the first thing I thought about. I was like, damn, my mama would beat my ass. She wouldn't care if it was some vampires in this damn house. Why her house look like this? I have been got my ass beat a couple, <laughs> couple, couple beats ago, actually. So, I mean, fuck it. By now, my ass would have been raw. So, fuck it. It doesn't matter anyways. You might as well go ahead and bury me with the fucking undead. Because when this shit's over with, there will be no Britney. No, yeah. Because I'm just like, that house was screwed by the end of this whole little ordeal. But I love when, um, I love Paul's death. I like all the vampire deaths. I know, well, no, I like Marcos too, but I like all the vampire deaths, but Paul's in particular, it's the way that the Fog Brothers are just on the floor screaming as he's just like bobbing up and down the tub and just melting. But also that makeup looks good. Whoever did that, we needed them for the rest of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies because that looked great. Like the burning skin just disintegrating on him like that. Like, I was loving it. Would you have killed Laddie? Yeah. Everybody got die. Yeah, I'd have killed him. I wouldn't. And that shouldn't have been a question for me, honestly. You know, I was gonna say I'd have killed his ass. You gonna vamp out on me? I, it's already fucked these kids. So now you gonna you gonna do this? And I'm ch- fuck you. Bye. I'll see you later. I don't see you think next he could control time. it. Well, that's his fault. Star should have been there. She was. She's she <laughs> 
Like, I don't know no. what turned him. I don't know what happened that this little boy just transferred. Did he eat something? I don't know what happened, but. Nah, fuck that. Star should have been right there when he, okay, we know you have these little special moments. We're going to put you in the closet for a second because these motherfuckers, you know, they out here killing folks, literally. So, but no, she wasn't. She was there after when they was about to off the motherfucker. No, no home skillet. He would have had to go and start. He's just a kid. Bitch, you can go too. You want to play with me? I mean, they was about to. If it wasn't for Paul behind that door, they probably would have got it. Probably. And I'm okay with that. Downstairs, David bitch slaps an angry Michael, telling him that he tried to make him immortal and points out he is a killer. The two begin fighting, ending with Michael impaling David on some deer antlers in his grandfather's taxidermy workshop. However, Michael and Star feel no change, meaning that the head vampire is still out there. Michael, not wanting Sam and the Frog Brothers to see him this way, hides. Let's talk about this fight. Now, this is my whole thing. This is why I think it was never about Star. David wants Michael. Like, I think this is tension between them two characters. And I feel like you see it full throttle in this scene. Like, it was always you, Michael. It was always you, honey. Star was a decoy. I mean, they treated her like she was a decoy because ain't no way you just just start fucking after knowing somebody for five minutes. I mean, there is a way. That should I mean, when you think about it, okay. Like, put it this way, knowing that majority of the people who worked on this movie behind the scenes are gang, I could see that being like subtext that Michael and David are like, basically, David is like, Michael, you know, you want this, like, just come on. And in most cases, what do people in denial do? They go have sex with the other sex. To be like, yeah, this is not that. Like, I really do like blah, blah, blah. But whole time, you just hiding it. And that's how I feel. This is the first time I make a, I'm going to make an amendment to what I say. But I did agree already. But I'm going to say that you just don't. She was a decoy because you do not go out and fuck somebody after five minutes and say you have feelings for them. That's my amendment. Because um, ain't no way. You can go out and fuck all you want. But literally, I... I Cause I like you. What? When's his birthday, sweetie? What day was he born? What's his middle name? Where they moved from? Where his daddy at? Can you answer any of these questions? Not you, you talking like about me, cause I show or like somebody and I know shit about them. Oh well, am I the drama? So, John you don't, you don't eating, even know. so that's why y'all can't hear her. So I, I, I think agree. she's trying to say her too. I agree. I agree. You, With you Ashley. don't know nothing. You don't know any of his personality. You don't know nothing about him. None of his personality, except he looks broody. Brittany, we about to, I'm about to expose you real quick. Just because you low-key pride on Mr. Jose before y'all got together. We don't do that. I want to get to know you as we go. What do you mean like, pride on? You I mean, okay, it. so I can say that I, I, I slightly stalked Brandon a little bit before we got together. However... I can tell y'all. I'm just gonna say this. I say this to everybody, and my mother's probably gonna if she ever hear this. Me and Brandon were not supposed to be a thing. Me and Brandon were just supposed to be like a a homecoming fling, and that was it. However, after said homecoming fling, we liked each other, and then we hooked back up the following week, 
And then we just talked every day ever since. So, <laughs> like we talked every day after the homecoming fling, leading up to that week later that we saw each other again. And then after that, talked every day since. So yes, I can agree where you can do the nasty with someone, not know lickety split for real, for real, and then be like, oh, I think I like you. And then y'all get to know each other. And then you're like, okay, yeah, I do like you. You know, I'm just going to be honest. Um, it might be me. I <laughs> might be a heartless bitch because there have been cases where I can do the nasty and not give a single fuck about you. It ain't oh, no yeah. I like I, I like there's been cases. There's been cases Ever. like that too with me. It ain't, However, Brandon was the exception on this one. <laughs> okay. I, I get you. I guess I'm just heartless. Because it's not saying it don't happen. It's just for me, um, I guess I'm an in leave type bitch. I'm like, oh, bye. See you. And see that's you later. what was supposed to happen with Brandon. But we ended up liking each other. And Jose is an exception, Ashley. You can't bring him up like that. He he ain't no, he 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 did. How much did you he know? In a different little category. How much did you know before? By Jose? Uh-huh. I can't say a lot. I didn't know a lot about him. I just knew him. I learned his birthday before we started fucking, but I, I knew him for a while. I knew him for a year before we started dating. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Jose don't talk to you unless he want to. Um, oh, we know. I was still in the, I was still in the, I sometimes want to talk to you during that year. At around this time, Lucy returns home with Max, having been concerned about Sam. As she asks the boys what the hell is going on in this house, Max discovers David's body. Witnessed by an unseen star and Michael hiding in the cut, he then apologizes to Lucy for David's and his boys' behavior, reiterating what he said earlier to Lucy about the boys needing a protective mother, a stern mother. This had been his plan all along to get her boys on their side. So uh, this had been his plan all along to get her boys on their side so that his boys could have a mother, revealing that he is indeed the head vampire and that the invitation into their home is why he passed the Frog Brothers test. Yeah, because I was wondering how the fuck he got past all this shit. So I, I liked it. It was okay. I think... Um, I think maybe I was with David being the head vampire, but I do like this because now when you look back on the movie and you think about all those times that they've had run-ins with David, it all makes sense because that's their dad. Like that's their, you know, that's a person. So the time when he kicked them out the video story, he's like, y'all Nick Nog's not supposed to be up in here. There's a deleted scene when Lucy walks out of the video store and the boys is like fucking with her and they trailing her in a circle and he pulls up and he gives them that daddy look like stop looking around and they drive off. So all of that stuff just starts to make sense now, now that you know this. And the thing about it is he still wants Lucy. Girl, it's you too. Transforming into a vampire as Michael and Star try to fight him. And having failed, Sam jumps in the mix, but is quickly apprehended. And with Sam in Max's clutches, Lucy has no choice but to give herself over to Max and takes his hand. Just as he's about to bite her, 
They hear the sound of grandpa's Jeep playing like a garage. While Max is distracted, Michael dives at him as grandpa's Jeeps come smashing through the windows, which is loaded with wooden stake poles. One of them impales Max and sends him screaming into the fire, and he shrieks and burns. As a result, it frees Star, Laddie, and Michael from being halfies. As the family stares in amazement, Grandpa casually goes to get a beer from the refrigerator and remarks, one thing about living in Santa Carla I never could stomach, all the damn vampires. Also, like, during the reveal, and I guess I could have said this a few minutes ago, when they're, like, kerfuffled that it's fucking Max, he's like, oh, never invite a vampire into your home. It renders you powerless. Hmm. That whole line delivery in the face he makes, like, it's a big F you, you idiot. I was like, damn, that's kind of, Max, you, you violating right now. You mad violating right now, for real. Like, I know they kind of powerless at the moment, but that, that's pretty rude. I mean, want to play with the big dogs, get it right. Then I love the Fry Brothers. Go ahead, Brittany, go ahead. He reminded me of the dude, the nasty. Um, dude. That demon? He really, yeah, he really looked like he did the little change and he, he shifted. I was like, oh, you remind me of the demon. Mm-hmm. I think he had long nails. I know that Paul, when Paul dies in the bathtub, they specifically show a little close-up of his nails. Now, his wasn't long as that dude, the nasty demon, but it did make me think of that too. Another one of my favorite parts is the Frog Brothers, like when everything's like settling and Edgar is like, how much do you think we should charge them for this? Because I'm like, yeah, I mean, technically y'all was on to something and Sam did enlist your services. So you need to get your money. Y'all can pay that rent on that boardwalk because I know that rent is up and stuck. Same as all their parents do is sleep. I'm pretty sure they That's- on the good stuff. The niggas look like dead bodies that whole movie. Every time you seen them and they was leaned up in the back <laughs> on each other with sunglasses on, you like, you know, is daddy dead? No, is your parents dead? Everybody good at playing dead in film. And that was The Lost Boys. Ratings. The Lost Boys got a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Jesus, I'm in Japan, so this shit is in Japanese, and I don't know what this is supposed to be, but it got a 4.7 out of 5 on something I can't read right now. And it got a 90%, well, 90% of Google users liked this film. What do you guys rate The Lost Boys? Um, As y'all know, I didn't really care for this style of vampire Um. I'm still confused about how they even get turned. Like, how did Michael even, like, was it just drinking the blood? Did he get bitten at some point? Drinking the blood and the death. So he really did fall and die? Mm -hmm. That's what what kicked it off. Okay, because I was a little confused if there was water at the bottom or something. I don't know. Um, and then, you know, I'm not really feeling the whole vampires flying thing. I prefer for you to run fast. I don't need you flying. That's. Oh, gosh. You like that little CGI when they run past and you see the shadows chasing after them. I'd rather them run fast 
I don't care about the CGI. I just like the fact that I don't, I don't like the fact that the vampires are flying. If anything is coming after me and it's flying, no, I don't need that extra element added. <laughs> I mean, technically vampires are bats. So that makes sense that they could fly to me. Most vampire, most bats are vegetarian. So? Most van, and I don't like that lore part of vampires being bats either. I like the, the other one that doesn't have anything to do with bats. So, um, and then that was pretty much it as far as my feelings. I gave it a 70. You know what? I I hold it. This was an enjoyable film, and I would I would actually watch this one again. I think because people died, um, not just they get in the freezer. Um, they were all adorable. Like the kids, they really acted. Um, Lonnie Laddie should have died. Should took his ass out, stake the fuck out of him. Then okay. I like the fact that it was like <laughs> no two vampires died the same. They really didn't. And oh, buddy, he even died all cool as shit. He didn't even say shit. He just died. It's like death and i fucked with it honestly the dude the nasty daddy who was like you know what even though my children are gone i still want you bitch we can just have a new family honestly we'll just take your kids turn them and then we'll we'll redo it and then granddaddy he was the star of the show the besides him and the taxidermy dog so i'm gonna have to give this film um you know what take 85 tickets from me Obviously, y'all can see um, this is another movie that I am very, very obsessed with. I am not. Uh, actually, I talk about if we whenever we play F. Mary Kill, I always say I will marry the vampire. So that way I could be immortal and um, just live my best life out in these streets. You know, even though I love the sun, I would have to be like a daywalker, like Blade or some shit, something like that. But um, this movie in particular I love the effects. I love the look of the vampires. The story, I'm glad they changed it from whatever that rated G shit we were originally going to get. I only thing I wish we could have done is maybe get to know the other vampires a little bit better. I know this wasn't their story per se, but I feel like um, if we gotten to know a little more about uh, even David as well, like even though I kind of feel like the appeal for me is shrouded in their mystery and that we don't know too much about them, it's kind of probably what does make it work. I would have been interested just to know a little bit more, like, how long have they been here? Like, how old are these quote unquote teens? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just a little something like that. Just curious. And I do know that there are hella sequels to this. And from my understanding, they all suck. I'm pretty sure executive producer Coco can let us know because I'm pretty sure he's probably seen them. But I am going to also match Brittany and give this one 85 tickets. Now let's head into the souvenir shop. Thanks for writing. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop. Okay, for my souvenir, you got to be 21 and up because I think we should sell those fly-ass bottles of wine and they should be bloody red just like that. I'm with it. I'm with it. I mean, can they have juice options? 
Yeah, like you can you can have options. I just I just feel like the blood red would be more in line. Like if you want, well, I mean it depends on your taste. I'm not really into the buttery types. Them kind of I don't like it. But anything else, we good. It could still be blood red, like some fruit punch, sparkling grape juice or some shit. Oh yeah, because you don't drink. You're right. You're right. You're right. Got to think about my other people. Yeah, we can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I want glitter blood. Today I do too. Actually, a, <laughs> today a mild day, y'all, because for some reason that glitter really was really stuck up me. I was like, you know what I should do? We should market glitter blood, like slime, but not it's blood. Like when you need to use it for your effect, we need to bring that shit back. I want twilight blood. Okay, I want that shit to sparkle. I'd also like a life-size cutout of Dwayne. Um, it was the smize for me. In every single scene, he's just smizing to the gods. The hair is lovely. The oil chest is nice. Um, I'd also like to see oiled up saxophone man perform in the part because he's still performing to this day. He is still buff to this day, and he still has hair to this day. So, um... You know, Tim Cathel, you know, come, come. We also need the um, the skirt that has all the little. Oh my God. It, it was giving Esmeralda. Noise. And I we love it. I love Esmeralda. Brittany, I am right with you. She was flouncing through the park, giving Esmeralda, giving Coachella. I was, I loved her outfit. I just love Star. Me too. <sighs> I do too. I, I like Star because she really knows how to get get herself a nigga that can get her out of a bad situation. Because um, at the end of the day, I really think she lied about using him. I'm not letting it go. I'm not letting it go at all about liking him. She lied. She knew that she could use him to become free for her and Laddie. And so was I, like, I don't David mind wants it. you anyway. I'm not injured. David is the one that wants your ass. So I'm just here to bridge you to the i'm the middleman honestly actually this is really what it is. they didn't have a closing kiss scene and you know that's how you know that they're really gonna be together forever is when they kiss afterwards mm-hmm. there was no which told me she don't get no fuck about you and so i'm okay with it at the end like i had to really like maybe i'm always giving somebody a villain story but i think star was the real hero <laughs> you she know saw what? this nigga she saw this nigga looking at her from the party. And she was like, you know what? I found my way out. You're gullible ass. And she brought him through all this shit. She lied and was like, I told you about the blood. She did. But she wasn't like, don't drink that. That's blood. She was like, it's blood. So that was she Yeah, I felt like scapegoat. she could have did more too to stop him. I'm like, you, and I don't know if it was just because like the whole gang was there and they be ready to please don't get us excited. I don't know if that's what it was, but I'm like, you could have did a little bit more to stop him, Star. But also, no, Star didn't do shit. Her stopping boys when they was when they was warming it, warming, maggoting it out. That wasn't no good. Like, stop it. I feel like if she would have actually been bothered by it, they would have stopped. But they kept going, which led me to believe it's been her the whole time. More on Star and Laddie, and I could have said this in my ratings. I wish when I talked about backstory and stuff. They fall into that, too, because I know that Laddie is literally some random boy. They just abducted and they got him for Star so Star can like have a friend. But I just want to know, like, what was that entire 
I don't need to see a whole scene about him getting abducted and her getting abducted. I just wish we would have knew like a little bit more, like how long had they been together with each other? Like basically you see her taking like a mothering role to this little lost boy. But I was just curious. Cause I was even thinking like, what if she was like his babysitter and they both got abducted at the same time and now we bound together forever. I would have been cool with that too. Where his parents at? Where he going after this? He like sloth and we just gonna live together forever? I guess like, so. There's a lot of questions. Questions that you just gonna let this random woman stay with y'all? Like you don't know nothing about her again and she just masterminded your son to help her in. We don't know how long she been a half vampire, but she realized she, she didn't want to be a full one, but she didn't have what it take to kill him. And she could have. She just probably didn't want to get her hands dirty. I didn't go give her that. She just didn't want to get her hands dirty. I don't want you staying with me. You just manipulated my son into fucking up this entire house so you and this child could be free. <laughs> fuck on. I can see Lucy taking him in, though. I could definitely see Lucy taking him in. She's so nice and sweet. Oh, that woman don't look the same her entire life. I just want to point this out. The, the exact same. Her face is still... Just That's what like happens that. when you're not care. problematic and you manage your damn business. I and I care a lot. She's just an older little version of herself. That's it. <laughs> you guys ready to run park announcements? Let's go. Let's go. That is three out of five for our theme click. Next week, we, honey, I am ready because like i've been saying this whole episode y'all are the weirdos mister we are getting into 1996's the craft so be there or be fucking square and all your hair will fall out and you'll have all the burns on your fucking back and snakes and cockroaches and all that shit will be pouring out of every drain in your house so don't try it if you want to get up with us, you can hit us up on any social media at D180Podcast on IG, Twitter, TikTok. If you want some exclusive goodies, you can hit us up on Patreon. If you like what we're doing here, leave a review. We love seeing new reviews, even if you got some complaints. We want to hear that, too, because we love constructive criticism. You can tell us that, too. It helps other people find us. And it just, you know, that algorithm be crazy. We trying to get more people up in the park because y'all don't want us to shut down. That's sad. Anyway, we will see you guys next time when we go to high school and put on our little plaid skirts, our white blouses, and just intimidate the fuck out of everybody with our slow-mo walk down the quad. Bye. Bye-bye. I'll see you soon.